Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the latest Shiny podcast. This is your host, Steve Spector. And uh, we have Rob Hirschfeld uh, with us as usual. Good afternoon, Rob. Hello, Stephen. So it's good to hear from you. And for our listeners, we don't have a guest today. Uh, once in a while, Rob and I like to do one of what we call these podcasts. Uh, I would call this an ornament, is the ornament. phrase I would use. <laughs> I like that term. That's, that's actually it's an, it's an NPR term for those story the little the stories they have that are just sort of nice color, add some add something that's not 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 news. <laughs> okay, so this won't be you know one of our 40, 50 minute podcasts. So if you're listening, this will be a bit shorter. Which is Think of like a bonus lanyap, as we'd call it yeah. in Orleans. So Robbie, you know you sent me a link to this zebra donkey zoo thing. That's a, Think that's what we were going to talk about. Yep. And uh, why don't you just quickly do a quick overview for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with this? Although it seemed to be pretty big. <laughs> it went viral. Uh, you can. <laughs> so um, there's a there's a, a press story. I'm sure we'll Stephen will throw it in the the bat in the the links um, about a, a zoo in Egypt that uh, purportedly they deny it. Uh, painted a donkey to look like a zebra and included it in the zebra enclosure. Um, so somebody posted a picture of this. It does look very much like a donkey with with, with fudged paint uh, yes. zebra. <laughs> the, the article also, one of the things that's funny if you read the whole article, apparently in 2013, a zoo in China, uh, they took a dog that was super hairy and said he was a lion. And, uh, and the lion would bark, which I think is very funny. The lion would bark? <laughs> I saw that story. And they have the video right next to it. Of the, it says, pretty sure that's not a lion. So, um, <laughs> so um, tell me your thoughts besides this huge black smudge underneath the eye of this so, so the So, you know, I, I, I'm way too immersed in the tech industry. And so my mind went from that story to... That really sounds like tech marketing to me. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> right, I've I've got my donkey. I'm gonna dress it up and and describe it as a zebra. And that that to me is sort of the essence of a lot of the the the, the marketing for technology products that we see is sort of this. It's not that exciting a thing, but. They're describing it like it's a zebra. And maybe that's the art of marketing and it's not a bad thing. Did, 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 does that analogy hold true? Because I'm about to tear that analogy apart. Well, I think I think it's the misrepresentation of what things are. And uh, so I guess we'll take a cheap shot at big companies. A lot of times... <laughs> I think small ones are way worse, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of experience with sales folks and salesmen and saleswomen where they sell products and add features when the customer says, but I need these things. And so sometimes it's not always the marketing, it's sales responding to the customer's need and adding features to make the deal. And then product marketing and product management usually gets told, we need these features to actually sell. And I think even at Rackannon, uh, not that we do this, but we do see customers go, we need these things, uh, please add these stripes. and it's hard to say no. <laughs> I, well, the, the, I think in those cases, there's times when they need the stripes. They need it to be a donkey in a year. 
And that's actually pretty easy. The place where it breaks down is technology is not, is actually your donkey can transform into a zebra over time where uh, in, the, in the zoo, that, that donkey is never going to be a zebra. And so I, I think that in all fairness to people, it is an amazing power, especially for a startup or for an entrepreneur to see, to have a donkey and see a zebra. You know, that, that is actually a superpower for, and it's essential for, you know, for small companies or new projects where somebody can come in and, and say, you know, and not see the donkey, but see the zebra. And that, that's not, it's not a bad way to think about it. This is what I loved about this story. I'm like, cause the first pass is like, ha ha, it's totally the way tech marketing works. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Maybe it's not, maybe, maybe the reality is here that you can, you know, the, your ability to see the zebra in the donkey is a really important thing, right? It's not, it's not like a, uh, uh, Yenny Laurel thing. It's, it literally is, you have to believe that over time the donkey will be transformed. Isn't that the That's vision? the vision. And, and so this is an interesting thing, right? It's, you know, the, in this case, it was, you know, the zoo's, the zoo's trying to pull one over on you. But in adopting new technology or transforming your business and DevOps and digital trend, all this stuff, you have to see that your donkey can be a zebra and that, that you can make that happen. And so it's a, there's these interesting layers in this story. And I have another layer yet for us to go. But does that, does that work as another layer for you? Yeah, I, I think that does. When I think about, you know, again, we'll just stay with Rack I think about we go to the customers. Customers tell us the problem. We say this is the solution we have. This is where it's going to go and how it will. Work. That's not bad. That's not selling missing features. Setting expectations with the customer that it will meet their need. That there is no product that meets 100% of open. Right. And so it's okay to do that as long as you're. And that that brings me to the next layer, which is we shouldn't be selling zebras. The shame of it is that a donkey is legitimate you know, valid animal. It's, it's actually a really valuable workhorse delivery, you know, robust animal. And, and in a lot of cases, that's the animal that you want. It's not the zebra, not the exotic. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. You know, it's skittish. It's not tame. And so there's, there was a part of me that listened to all that and said, oh, you know what? I, we actually should be selling the donkeys. Uh, we don't. But wouldn't it be nice if you could sell the donkey, the, the, actually the, the work hard, get things done, practical solution, and not have to paint stripes on it? Well, I guess, is that because we think the customers want to hear the other stuff? Or is that because we're afraid to tell the customer, no, this is what we have today. And, and this is what you can buy. I, I think we've gotten addicted to, you know, our namesake, the latest shiny. It's why we, we call the podcast the latest shiny. It's actually ironic. It's designed to be ironic. And, you know, the zebra's the latest shiny, but it doesn't necessarily, you know, pull your wagon and, and help you build your, you know, help you plow the fields like the donkey does. And, you know, you, you and I have a tendency to, to talk through the practical applications for these new technologies, right? To look for the donkey inside of the zebra when we have these conversations. In some ways, that's our mission, right? <laughs> Well, I think let's take edge computing because we talk about edge a lot. Lately, we've been pushing out a lot of edge things. And it's interesting. I love the idea. And then when we talk to these companies, well, what do you have? And they have nice, pretty videos. They have some concepts, but 
is there really an edge? Is there a real edge? I think. I'm not so sure it's real. Are they skipping the donkey and trying to go I, straight? I think that the, don the donkey edge is there. <laughs> I'm, I'm rolling my eyes at myself. Because there's actually a lot of edge computing, a lot of edge infrastructure, right? There's fact, you know, computers on factory floors, and there's CDN networks, and there, there's a whole bunch of infrastructure already at the edge. Uh, we've had a couple of guests talk about that, not particularly deeply. The problem is it's not a market. And so I do think that the venture capital and the way we present things and the, the need to grab headlines and, and clickbait, you know, turns things into zebras. But then it's a negative cycle because everybody's like super skeptical, right? Just like I started this whole, uh, you know, idea. It's like, oh, yeah, typical marketing, talking about a zebra and it's really a donkey. You know, and, and I think we, we have this feedback cycle where we keep doing that. And, and that, that makes me scratch my head. I, I, don't, I don't know how to break that cycle. You know, maybe authentic podcasts like what we try to do help get you out of that. I know at RackN, our philosophy is very much, you know, pragmatic, simple steps, not over-promising. Um, you know, I, I love laying out a vision. I think there's a difference between the, the vision of the zebra and saying you have a zebra. So I wanted to talk about one more thing. There was an article posted that I'm looking for right now that someone wrote about Google and the power of open source and how Google and open source would defeat AWS. And he talked about the Google Cloud. We might as well talk about this GKE on prem. It's a medium post. What does the shift to multi-cloud open source software as a service mean for commercial OSS company founders? And what I thought was interesting here is how he, you know, he's all over. Now, maybe he works with Google, so that could be, I don't know. It's very much that you know, Google does all these great things with open source, and uh, these other companies don't, which I just don't really get that. Right. And it was, it, was, it was an upcoming podcast um, with Ian Ray that uh, will drop in a, in, a, in a little bit after this. Um, where we were talking about GKE and the, the review of the of that conference and, and that 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 comment actually came from him. So you'll get to see it. That was a preview. And here is over time I believe OSS means cloud computing. Okay. You know, get it. But the idea that cloud computing is open source. I mean this idea that AWS is not open source is nonsense. AWS runs on the Zen Right. That is open source. They don't want advertise it because it's just something they consume. But the idea that because Google is so close to Kubernetes that somehow that means Google wins their cloud. Didn't work out for Rackspace with OpenStack. <laughs> no, it, it didn't. You know, the idea that they all run open source software. I, I don't get the idea that a customer cares how a cloud is implemented. Whether it just does not matter to and outside of our little open source developer bubble. Well, this is, this is where open source can be the ultimate zebra um, because we have a tendency to imbue open source projects with all sorts of potential and capabilities. And then when it, and, and when it comes time to maintain those projects and sustain them, the economic model, and we love to talk about this on these podcasts, right? The economic model for sustaining open source is not as robust as it is for commercial off-the-shelf software. And I'm sure there's somebody out there whose head just exploded 
Um, but proprietary commercial software, the support model is baked into its essence. And with open source, it's not. And, and you, have to, you have to rely on community or ethos or licensing or open core or some mechanism to drive that commercial stake. Um, and so I, I do think that there's a tendency um, for us to zebra donkey, I love this analogy, uh, open source versus versus vendor products where we're like, ah, the vendor's just you know doing their stuff and but but and they're the donkey. And we have a tendency, I think, to over zebra the open source projects. Um, I certainly feel like we did that with with OpenStack in the early days. I know you were there. Oh yeah. I, I did well, and, and the, the open source pieces of it, you're right, don't matter if you're using their services. It matters if you're trying to replicate that experience yourself as a, as a licensed or a standalone software product. And one of the other themes we talk about all the time is, is, is packaged software, ISV software dead? Um, and so, you know, I would challenge the perception that Google's going to make it up, make up their 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 trailing position by pushing things in the open source if that's relying on people running their own software. Personally, I'm a big fan of that. I think it's. I think we need to make it easier to do, but the current prevailing wisdom across multiple guests on the show is that of people running their own software, even running their own software in a cloud environment, is on the down curve, not on the upswing. And, and to me, that's one of the zebra donkey problems because you know, running your software is the donkey and we're not, this is where ops, you know, I, I feel like ops is a disadvantage because that's the donkey side of it. You know, not a lot of answers, but. Yeah, I did see a funny tweet. Uh, it was yesterday. Of course, I feel terrible. It's a big opinion saying something about the new CIO, you know, decides to save money now that he's in cloud. That sounds like cloud opinion. Yeah. Again, you know, this, oh, and it was connected to, it was cloud opinion. It says, oh, we're DevOps now. So now I'll just have my kid because I trust developers. The operator side of all this continues to just get no respect. I guess it's curious to me because I would think that CIOs come from the operations side, not from the development side. And you think. It, you know, one of the challenges is operators have a tendency to say no, developers have a tendency to say yes. It's a super broad brush. But if you're going to use put stripes on the, you need a brush if you're putting stripes on your donkey. But you know, I, I do think that one of the challenges that we have is that, that there is this sort of mindset. You know, developers will jump in and, and change things, fix problems, and operators, um, for good reason, are much more skittish about the impact of change um, in their operational model and the cost of it. Right, and. and uh, if you go way back in some of our history, not that far back, but you'll you'll see some of the uh, technical debt work uh, that that Stephen and I have been doing uh, around SREs, where we talk about this this you know the high cost of change to operators, and, and as long as it's expensive to change systems, operators are going to continue to be behind um, because all a dev has to do is change you know, change a setting, and operators have a lot of work, and that that problem, that's a snowball problem. But there's different missions because I was a developer. I tested my feature, my feature work done. I don't care. I'm good. And and that is the developer mindset. Operators are like, you're not done. I gotta run this thing. You know, what happens if fifty thousand people run it? What happens if this server goes down? 
an engineer, a developer will say, well, that's not my problem. My little piece works. I get the DevOps at the same time. I don't know. So Stephen, I, I don't want to let this ornament get away, get away from us. Um, I'm the one calling time this time. I love it. But I do have one final observation, which we've, we've resisted so far. A donkey is an ass. In a cloud sense, we're, we're talking about zebra as a service. Right. <laughs> so that's what it was about. And now I have the great podcast title. You know, it's uh, Zebra <laughs> as a Service Built on Donkey. <laughs> Well, Rob, this is, this is good fun, and, and to our listeners, hopefully you like this. Uh, you know, we do a lot of work. We have been getting really good guests, and I have tons of podcasts sitting here to process and get lined up. But at the same time, it's fun to put these little one-offs in. And so look for us to do a little bit more of this, because I do think it's interesting to stay up to date as the news keeps happening. And this is almost like maybe we'll do this as like a <laughs> monthly state of everything report trying to remember articles or tweets. It's remarkable with the amount of Twitter I read and Twitter accounts I follow and run myself. I can still remember certain. I, I think having a couple little interstitials that make somebody smile is a good thing. So let's keep doing it. Well, thanks again, Rob. And to our uh, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this. If you do, let us know.